Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pursuing Greatness Podcast, a place where experts share their wisdom on living well by mastering your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your spirit. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone the best way to support the show is simply to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you want to learn more about Mastering Life, go to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. We have a very special guest with us today, so grab your pen and paper and enjoy the journey. All right, and we are live. Today we have with us Muriel Thulos. Muriel is the founder of Single Moms Doing It All, an intuitive life coach where she helps single moms prevent the downward spiraling into fear, overwhelm, guilt, and powerlessness, and teaches them to co-create and co-parent with the universe. Muriel, thank you very much for hopping on. How are you? I'm great. I'm terrific. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yeah. To get us started, why don't you tell us you know, where you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path? So I am currently in Las Vegas, but I'm sure you can hear that I'm not from here. <laughs> I'm, I'm originally originally from France, and um, what part of France? The suburb of Paris. Oh, okay, cool. You've been in France? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I went to so, Paris and I went to uh, Toulouse and, uh, oh. and then the Normandy Beach. I can't remember which city that was. Oh, in. I was I was born in Normandy, oh, so nice. that's where I'm from. And I'm now in Las Vegas where I'm, I would say I'm finishing raising because I still have a teenager at home, but I raised three kids uh, as a single mom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Although the raising is never finished, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> uh, so I started coaching a long time ago and I was originally coaching on dating until when my Kids became teenagers, they started acting out and uh, sometimes in dangerous ways, uh, like normal teenager stuff, but really pushing the mm-hmm. limits. And I, I started living into fear. I was so afraid that something would happen to them that I was waking up in the middle of the night with terror scenarios in my head, like seeing them dead in a, in a street because they, they, they were stupid and they tried something at a party. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and, I'm oh sure I put God. my mom through, through hell when I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, you know, growing up too. So I, I hear a lot of that. A lot of people <laughs> tell me that. I'm like, you don't know what you're doing to your mom. But, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so bad that I started uh, spiraling into depression without even realizing that it was depression. Mm-hmm. And one night I woke up crying and I decided that it was time to do something. So I started working on my mindset because mm-hmm. I was a coach. I didn't want to take antidepressant or anything. I wanted to use the tools that I knew first. And I started working on my mindset and mostly working on attention and changing my perception by choosing my attention and redirecting my thoughts. So at the beginning, it was very hard because I had a lot of negative, negative thoughts. I was in a, you know, a fight and flight um, mm. state almost 24-7, low grade of, anxi- of anxiety and stress. Yep. Uh, and because I use tapping, emotional freedom technique, a lot in, with my clients, 
and in my life, I really, really used the tapping to bring myself to an emotional state that was neutral, where I could get to a point where I would choose my thoughts. And when I was waking up in the middle of the night with an horror, horror scenario in my head, I decided, nope, I don't have any proof that that's going to happen. So why entertain that thought instead of something more positive? Because you have an impact on people based on what you think about them. They mm -hmm. feel that yep. both on an unconscious level and energy level. And I didn't want to vibrate at that level. I didn't want to vibrate at fear. So I started doing that more and more often. Meditating, of course, I came back to my meditation practice daily, no, no exception. And um, I started feeling more neutral and centered, and I was able to access my inner wisdom and even tap in the field. Some people call it the universe, God, the field of infinite information, love, whatever you want to call it. I started really connecting with that, understanding that the way that it had protected me in the past, because I went through a life-threatening disease, diseases, I was twice, um, I could also count that they would protect my kids and that they would have the guidance also because I have. And anything that I could not control, I decided that it was controlled for me. It was managed. And slowly, slowly, my anxiety uh, receded and I was able to live normally. And when I got out of that, um, I decided to stop coaching on dating because it was less relevant to me. What was relevant was that pain that I, that I went through that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And that slow depression that you don't see coming, you don't even realize that you are in depression until it is too late. And so I redirected my business, uh, I gave it a new name, and I started really coaching single moms. Wow, yeah, that's, a, I mean, your story is, is really um, inspiring, because there are so many people out there who have uh, gone through what you have gone through, and have, um, I mean, not exactly what you went through, but, you know, they, they, they find themselves living their day-to-day -day life, and all of a sudden, something grips their attention, grips their, their fear, and yeah. uh, they don't, you know, over time, they don't realize it, but then they're all of a sudden in depression and, they, and they're stuck and they can't get out. Um, and so, you know, it sounds like you were able to find, you know, you used you, two words kind of popped up when you were talking. You said uh, tapping and you said meditation. So I'd like yeah. to go a little bit further into that because it seemed like that really was able, you know, is the crux of it to kind of help you pull you out of that and uh, into, you know, back into the power that you have in your life. Yes. So tapping, it's also known as, as emotional freedom technique. It is a technique that mixes modern psychology and ancient wisdom because we use the meridians that, we use, that the acupuncturists use for thousands of years. And what we do, it's, it's called acupressure. Uh, acupressure. It's, you tap slowly, uh, lightly on your meridians with two fingers, three fingers, and there are several points, uh, a series of points that you tap on. And um, it literally intercepts the fear and the stress response in the brain because it communicates with the amygdala, which is the center of stress in the brain. And when this center is active, activated, when you, you feel a threat, whether it is in your mind or something real in the world, your brain puts itself on alert. It's a survival mechanism. And your blood flow is uh, 
redirected instead of having it in the frontal cortex where we think and analyze logically it's redirected to your limbs your heart starts uh, beating faster a, a series of biochemical reactions and not only <clears throat> excuse me you cannot think straight because you don't have as much blood in your i would say intelligent like conscious brain like frontal cortex um, yeah. But you also have, it's not good for your health because you, you have more cortisol, your heart is beating faster, etc., etc. Uh, so tapping intercepts that response from your brain. And what it does is on a psychological level, because you think about the problem or you talk about the problem with my clients, I talk, but even if you don't talk about it, you just think it still works. You break the neural association between your problem and stress and fear. And you start bringing it to an association to something that's more neutral. Um, in my case, it was way neutral before. I, it could be a little bit positive. And that could be the case for a lot of people because you cannot go from negative to positive right away in those kind of cases. It's right. too strong. You have to be in the gap like in neutral first when you can think straight and uh, convince yourself that you, you have to choose your thoughts with yep. the probability of what could happen and not. So that helped me count at a physiological level, at a body level. Meditation, I've practiced meditation for years uh, on and off, but every time I had crisis in my life, it became more obvious that I need to stay with a daily practice. And now I'm a, I'm a, I am at a daily practice. And meditation. Uh, what type of meditation do you, I know there's, uh, you know, I've heard many different types of meditation. Um, and so what do you kind of, uh, focus on? So for me, it's a, first of all, I'm different from day to day. There are days where I'm going to going into silence and that's what I love the most. But when I'm too hectic, when there is too much going on in my life, I can't, it actually does the opposite effect. What people don't know is that if you try to not have thoughts, you try to not have thoughts, you're actually stressing your body more than meditating. So you're reinforcing yeah. the stress. Yeah. So for the days when my mind can stop talking, I do guided meditations. I have my own that I create. I do a gong. I love the sound of gong and Tibetan oh, okay. balls. I focus on the sound so that I can have something that I can attach my attention to and it doesn't go on diagonal on all my thoughts about what I have to do. So, the, But the main is silence. Um, I, I don't like following one thing. I don't like following one teacher. I always gather the tools that work for me and make my own jambalaya, if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because different times, what, you know, you, yes, different things what. work in different times. So Some people like to adhere to one thing. That's not my style. So I go with what works at the time. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, I mean, so it sounds like you, you know, this happened over a period of time. How long did it take you from the point where you're like, shit, I am in depression. It's happened to the point where you, you felt like you finally had kind of control over your thoughts in your life again. So first, it, thought a few, it took a few months for me to realize that I was in depression. Okay. And I have a daughter who graduated uh, a BA in psychology, and she came back from college, and she was like, whoa, you know the signs that they teach us about depression? You have a lot, so <laughs> do something about it. I was like, oh. And so I started really, I, 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 did, I took a trip 
to go see some of my friends overseas to really start thinking. And I realized, yeah, I'm deep down. So from that point to the probably six months, something like that, to really feel myself back because I'm pretty positive on a regular basis. Uh, normally so that's why i was like no that's not me i cannot be depressed that's what also uh masked or, or prevented me from admitting what was going on oh yeah it's the belief that you had that you were a positive person and this couldn't be happening yes yes yep. and plus we have so much shame about being negative in the self-development movements and stuff so yeah i couldn't yeah yeah and that's not, that is the hard thing about uh depression is that you feel you know you want it to end now you want it to end today but it does, you know, it takes time. You said six to eight months and I've heard even longer. Um, and so, you know, once you get in there, it really does, you know, you have to do those, the daily things every single day. It sounds like you, so you um, kind of were redirecting your thoughts on a daily, daily basis. You, you recognize yeah. a negative thought come in and you acknowledged it and redirected it. Kind of take us through that process. Like how did that work for you? So I call it, uh, when I describe it to my, uh, my clients, I call it ADD because my son is ADHD. So I was reflecting uh, on the fact that sometimes not being able to focus on one thing is a good thing. And in the case of negative, negative thoughts, it's a very good thing. So I was like, hmm, we, should be, we should be ADD about our negative thoughts. Oh, okay. And then I said, okay, I'm going to create an acronym to remember that and teach that. So the A, it stands for awareness of what's going on. You feel bad, so you say, okay, I have negative thoughts. I'm entertaining thoughts that don't serve me. The first D is for decide. Is it the kind of reality that you want to create? Is it what you want in your life? Because we are creators. And once you've decided that that's not what you want, the, the second D is for define. Design a thought that will bring you to feel wherever you want to feel. Because we create with our feelings, our thoughts, but secondarily, of our, feel, our feelings, our emotions. And once you are in better emotions, in higher vibrating emotion, uh, I always de- describe it as an elevator energy. Um, you can vibrate at first floor where is anxiety, fear, the world is there to get me. Or you can vibrate at the penthouse where... I'm a divine being. I create my reality. I love. I'm loved. I am loved. So I always, my, my goal is to vibrate at the penthouse. But of course, we are human beings, right? <laughs> so at a certain point when you practice thought intervention and uh, emotion intervention, I even created a, 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 an audio that I send people to get out of that loop. You start vibrating between two and three floors on a regular basis. Granted that nothing major happens on a regular day. So the more you work on yourself, the higher in the floors of energy you vibrate. And then there are days where you, you can vibrate for several hours at the love, you know, the penthouse, the highest vibration, highest emotions. But you, you go back and forth between, I would say in my life, appreciation, Joy is a big one for me. I consciously choose thoughts that bring me there. Uh, And also, I'm a Capricorn and I have a very rational side. So clarity, clarity and really thinking, thinking clear and being practical. So all those together and 
you have dominant, dominant emotions throughout your days that create what I call happiness in your life because happiness is a series of moments of either you're happy or you overcame something and you, you, you grew. So that's part of happiness. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, I remember when I first got into kind of the um, self-development book stuff, like all those books, and I, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, I would work on myself, I'd work on my thoughts. And when I would have, you know, those good moments, those good days, I wanted to keep it. And uh, then when, you know, it inevitably went down, I would kind of feel bad, feel like I screwed something up. Um, but that is just kind of how, how it goes is, you know, over time yeah. you work on yourself and it's an upward trajectory, but it is an upward trajectory that has peaks and valleys. And yes. you just want to get those valleys a little bit higher every single time exactly. to the point where you're kind of vibrating and <laughs> your lows are higher than your, your highs in the past. So, yes. Uh, yes. Oh, that's, that. Yeah, that's nice. Yes, that's exactly that. Well, hey, we are we are nearing the twenty minute mark. It goes so quick, so I'm gonna have to push this along into the final quick question round. And this is where I ask you quick questions and you give quick responses. And it starts with books. Um, I am a huge fan of books, so I always ask like to ask my guests uh, what their favorite book is. One book recommendation for the topic that you're talking about, which is uh, mindset, spirituality, anything like that. And one book recommendation just for general life wisdom. So it's always so hard for me to pick my favorite books because there are so <laughs> many. But there is one that I come back often in my life and it's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz because it oh, changed yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. 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 One book that I, uh, I would recommend for mindset, spirituality, um, I read recently, I read a lot of Gabriel Bernstein so the universe has your back. It really did a big change for me too. And the last one was general. Uh, I, I tend to read, my pleasure is to read self-help books. So Louise Hay. Oh yeah, uh, that's really yeah. good. I like her. Anything Louise Hay, you can heal your life, but all of them. Yep. Yep. Great recommendations. And uh, for people on YouTube, I'm sorry, I don't know why I turned into a fuzzy monster, but um, you know, my camera's just not working <laughs> with me today. Uh, going on to the next question, and that is your habits. Your habits are the foundation for your life. They, what, they are what allow you to move forward. So what is the habit that you feel you've had that has contributed the most success to your life today? Meditation and journaling, two of them, the two combined. Sorry, what was the second one? It was meditation and... Journaling. Oh, journaling. Journaling. Awesome. All right. And then uh, final question is, if you could go back to the Muriel, um, say who you know was just starting out in life, maybe you just graduated college, just uh, got out of high school, go back to her, sit her down and look her in the face and give her one piece of advice moving forward, what would that piece of advice be? Lighten up. Don't be so serious. <laughs> I like it. Lighten up. Don't be so serious. Great. So uh, one other question, and this is for the listeners. Um, you've given us some great advice today. So if uh, somebody wanted to reach out and get in contact with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? So my website is singlemomsdoingitall.com singlemomsdoingitall.com and we didn't yes. even get in we, we we didn't even get deep into that we were really focused on the, on the restarting your life from depression focus so maybe i'll have to have you back on at some point <laughs> with pleasure <Whatever> you want. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, Muriel, thank you very much for hopping on the, the, the show today. You know, I had a blast talking with you. Um, for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. We couldn't do this without you. So again, thanks for showing up. The best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show and got some actionable advice and insights that you can apply to your own life today. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to support us, the best way to do so would just be to subscribe to the show and share this episode with your friends and your family. If you'd like to learn more about how to master your life by mastering your health, wealth, relationships, and spirit, head on over to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Keep living in integrity with yourself, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.